Hello friends, it is November 16, 2022. This is episode two of Surviving to Thriving with Megan. This is my story, my journey, my offering to the universe. So a question I often get asked when telling my story is, weren't there any red flags? You're such a smart person. Did you not once think that this wasn't normal or how he was treating you? Didn't you think that was abuse or that it wasn't okay? And people don't mean this to be condescending when they ask that question. It's a legitimate question, one that I've beaten myself up over for years, um, but I'm working through it and letting it go. But the problem with that question is that it encompasses so many little things that just became normal over time. Even now, a handful of years out, it's sometimes it's people's faces that indicates to me that the experiences I just shared with them aren't normal. Like, I'll share something just of our everyday reality, what we were going through, an offhanded comment or an attitude that was held or like a, a way of thinking. And the other person's face is what indicates to me that what I'm describing is not normal. Um, I So that I have to like check in with myself. Oh, okay. Your face is telling me that's not normal. That wasn't Okay okay, this isn't okay. This isn't normal behavior. Um, and so something that I learned, I've, I read a lot of books after I left. And one of those books is talking to strangers, what we should know about the people we don't know. And that's by Malcolm Gladwell. I highly recommend that book. Um, and it talks about why we miss the red flags. It basically talks about how it's really hard to tell if somebody's lying, if somebody's telling the truth. Um, some, Anyway, you have to read it. It's really good. But he kind of states in there that the right question to ask, it's it's not, weren't there any red flags? It's, were there enough red flags to push you over the threshold of belief? If there weren't, then by defaulting to truth, you were only being human. So basically what that means is that, you know, I was a super... I I wanted to think the best of everybody. I wanted to think that everybody was coming through either um, was, was coming from a place of hurt or a place of kindness or a place of best intention. I, maybe that's the best way to put it. Best intentions. I believed everybody had best intentions. And that is not necessarily the truth. Um, and the, the problem is that it didn't fit the actions. You know, most people, they, uh, they realize that if someone says, okay, I love you, I care for you, you're my person, but then they beat you up or push you against the wall, that something's not okay. They, they mostly understand that, right? Um, Another resource that I follow is uh, Sarah McDougall. She is I think she has a new name now. She got remarried, but Wilderness to Wild is basically her page. And I've followed her for many years as she's developed her advocacy and abuse recovery things. And, um, you know, she really lays it out good that domestic violence is more than just bruises. There's 13 different kinds of abuse. Um, And I checked, I 
checked things in almost every column. We've got child abuse, culture abuse, emotional abuse, financial abuse, intellectual abuse, pets and property abuse, physical abuse, psychological abuse, sexual abuse, social abuse, spiritual abuse, and verbal abuse. So, and all of these, all all 13 of those, they center around one mindset, and that's the abuse of power. So when somebody has power over another person. But the thing is, is that is that it, it's like you have a shelf, right? So you have a shelf and you get married and you, you know, you get in a fight. Okay, not, that wasn't a big deal. Everybody fights, right? You put it on the shelf. Uh, you know, as you're fighting, there's a particular comment that, that comes out. Ooh, that felt like kind of a low blow. That wasn't very nice. So you talk about it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. How can I make it up to you? I'm I'm just really hurt. I just was really sad and I, I shouldn't have said that. Okay, fine, I guess, whatever. He, he apologized. You put that on the shelf. And then maybe there's something that um, you, you made plans for something and um, he just doesn't want to go. And so he basically makes your life miserable. And basically it grows and grows and grows and grows and grows until your shelf is weighed down with all of these little things. And it's just a normal shelf in your house, like any of the other ones. And you start to think, am I crazy? Am I losing my mind? Especially when they, when it, the heat turns up. But remember, we've been building this pattern for since the beginning, since the inception of the relationship, we've been building this pattern of just a little bit nastier, a little bit worse, a little bit worse until like, you know, your friends and family can basically see it. Um, if someone would have pointed that out to me, that all of this was abuse, I, I would have called them crazy. I would have said, no, he's just had an abusive childhood. He was abused. He's injured. He needs help. He needs saving. I can save him. I can love him. I can love him more than anyone ever has. That will fix it that'll fix it. I'm just going to love him. I'm going to love him, love him, love him. And I would defend him. I would defend him to my friends and to my family. And I would make excuses and I would rationalize it. And I would take the blame. And, oh, there was just so many things that, yeah, you know, looking back, once you're out, you look back and you see all of these red flags. But when you're in it, you know, it's just one little thing here and one little thing there and one more little thing here and one more little thing there until pretty soon you've, you've lost track is, is what happens. You, you lose track and it's like, how did we get here? Um, another part of my story that I'll maybe share in another podcast or another episode is that I did, um, I, I have always suffered from, um, you know, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of depression, perfectionism for sure. That's, (laughs) that's its own episode in itself as well. Um, but perfectionism really, hit me hard and I needed everything to be just right. And I needed everybody to feel okay. I didn't want anybody to feel uncomfortable. So, you know, I go into this marriage thinking I'm going to love him. I'm going to save him. Yeah. He's got issues, but we all have issues, right? Everybody has issues. There's no Prince Charming out there. There's none. Um, but I've, I've now since come to believe that there are really good men out there. They're really good men. I have found one. Um, since since leaving and gotten remarried. I didn't think I would, but I did, and that's great. But at that time, you know, I just thought nothing's perfect. No marriage is perfect. So 
I, this is just what I have. I just need to kill him with kindness, kill him with love. And it ended up erasing my entire identity down to a point where by the time that we were divorced and I left, I didn't know how to pick out what to wear. I didn't know how to shop for myself. I didn't know what I liked to eat. I didn't know what I thought I looked good in. I didn't know how I should do my hair, what color it should be, what length it should be. I had basically by that time been completely stripped of all decision-making capabilities. Um, And we'll get into that later too. But, you know, so, so when someone asks me, didn't you see any red flags? My answer is no, I didn't. There were so many things, there were so many little things that added up until the shelf broke. So we will talk more about that in another episode. Um, if you are if you are feeling like you are in a relationship that you don't feel safe in, or if your fa- friends or family um, don't feel safe, I do encourage you to call the National Domestic Violence Hotline. That's 1-800-799-SAFE, S-A-F-E. Um, If you're wondering if you're in an abusive relationship, there is a YouTube playlist um, called Signs of Abuse, and that is on Sarah McDougall's website. Uh, The book I talked about earlier is Malcolm Gladwell's book, Talking to Strangers. And then there's one more book. I didn't reference it earlier, but um, something that really shed light on a lot of what I was experiencing was called No Visible Bruises. And that's by Rachel Louise Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R. No Visible Bruises. I think everybody should read that book. That's where I started. And that was really turned the light bulb that was the book that really turned the light bulb on for me, that what I was experiencing was horrific abuse. Even though he didn't hit me, even though he didn't strangle me or beat me or choke me, the abuse was 